working? You're working? Dude, super good. All right, man. Uh, welcome to the Camp Vibes Podcast. Uh, I'm your host, Christian, and I am here with a friend, a uh, longtime mm. summer staffer, mm. more importantly, my only other wrestling fan here at Mission Springs, <laughs> uh, Christian Stecker. How are you today? I am doing well. Doing good. Good, man. I, um, I was just thinking about, I'm kind of doing this new reiteration of the podcast. We're calling this season two of the Camp Vibes podcast. Love it. Love it. And it was just me by myself. So it was Christian was just talking to himself. And then I figured, oh, it'd be fun if Christian, the other Christian... Christian talked to Christian? That's the way to do it. So yeah, you're still just talking to Christian. It's good. Yeah. Well, let's first kind of get this out of the way. Mm-hmm. So... Um, Number one, did you see the Zayn Ziggler match from Tuesday? I did. I watched it. It was really good. It was good. Um, and and I so Elimination I, Chamber. Yeah. So you watch Raw. Yeah, but have you been keeping up on Two Hundred Five Live? Okay, so there's like some the Grand good, Ball League match, right? Uh, there are some good ones. There's a Gulak Nice match. The Gulak, yeah, that was on. Uh, that was this past week. I heard yeah, that was really good. That was really good. So I want to watch that, but um, Elimination Chamber mm-hmm. this weekend. Yes. No, next weekend. Next weekend. We've got Roman Reigns. Boo. We've got Seth Rollins. Yeah. We've got Finn Balor. Your boy, Balor Club. That's my boy. And who else we got? We got... Who got? We got John Cena. John Cena, that's right. And Braun. And Braun, right? And there's another person. The Miz. Miz that's entering right. first. Miz is in there. So it's six, yeah. six people. Six man. So who do you got? Mm. I want The Miz. I really do. Mm-hmm. Uh, I think they're going to go with Rollins. With Ooh, Rollins. Add, adding him in the end, they can't do uh, Roman again. They can't. Yeah. I read, well, people are bored already. Or, <laughs> yeah. Or uh, Finn. I read this. Uh, I, I personally would love to see at Mania like a, yeah, like a Finn Reigns or something yeah. and a Rollins Lesnar. Yeah. Listen to our wrestling podcast next Yeah. Week. <laughs> All right. Anyways. Um, so we met in 2014. Mm-hmm. You were the very first summer staffer I ever met. And I think That's you remember true. this. I have pictures on my computer of like, oh, like yeah. we were taking pictures here. And walk us through your timeline of camping ministry. How many summers you serve at Frontier? I worked full-time summer staff for five summers. So starting in 2012. What did you do in 2012? 2012 counselor. How did you hear about camp? Uh, booth at my school. So oh, it's so proof that your recruiting s- trip worked at least one time. So recruiting sort of works. Uh, yeah. Okay. So counselor, first summer, 2013. Counselor again. 2014. Red Hat. Red Hat, for those of you guys that don't know, we um, have... Ropes course instructor. Yeah, ropes, ropes course, course. Yeah. And uh, in 2016, no, that'd be 2015, you were Red Hat again, correct? No, I was junior staff coordinator. So just Red Hat one summer. One Red Hat summer. And you were head red by the end of the summer. I was the inaugural head red. First ever. <laughs> okay, sorry. Sarah man. will say other things because I was head red before she even knew the uh, position existed. Okay, okay. So good I so was. So you're head red. Yeah. Um, and then we have, uh, yeah, so 2015 was junior staff coordinator, which mm-hmm. for us is you oversee our high school yes. um, staff. Mm-hmm. And 2016, this was... Like, this was your uh, your fifth summer was 2016. Summer, yeah. What did you do that summer? I was the maintenance man, Frontier Maintenance. So what made you want to do maintenance that summer? I remember this being a fun conversation yeah. between you and I. Uh, I was at a place. It was 
my fifth year. So I had already been out of college for a year, mm-hmm. which going back to camp, camp outside of college is like, I don't know. Not a lot of people do it. But I was... There's a guy named Frank. He worked at camp and he was 26, but yeah, he's there's old the, geezer. There's Frank and then there's, <laughs> a, you know, the fridge. He's a good guy, too. Fridge is great, yeah. Yeah. Uh, but it was... I remember talking to you and just being like, I think this summer I kind of need camp for myself. Mm-hmm. And also, I just want to be there kind of like as the old guy around camp, you know, helping out mm-hmm. where I can and yelling at kids. I remember... One of your reasons for coming was you, yeah, you, you said to me, like, I just want to give back to camp. They've given so much to me. I want to mm-hmm. serve in any way I can. So literally you plunge toilets. So good. Filled toilet paper. Love it. And clean up after kids. And so, killed bees. Lots a lot of, of bees. bees. Yeah, a lot of bees that summer. Mm-hmm. That was brutal. Yeah. Um, and so last summer you came back, but not in a summer staff position. Just for one week only. You spoke last summer. Yeah. And you also helped out at our Santa Barbara camp that we yeah. launched this summer. Yeah. And spots are filling up for that, so you should go. Plug yeah. for James. Uh, yeah, <laughs> there you go. Um, but in those interim years, you also were on staff at Mission Springs. Yeah. What did you do your first year here My at Mission first Springs? year after graduating, I was a, a naturalist, so I worked for the outdoor education program teaching outdoor What is science. that? Tell me about that. Uh, so a lot of people do it, so if... One the way I would explain it is I would say, Hey, do you do you ever go to science camp like sixth, seventh grade, fifth grade? I, I did. Are we role we playing? We're yeah, I'm okay. I'm <laughs> legit this okay. it's turned on its head. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, I went. Yeah. Uh, so I was a teacher for that. So schools would bring usually their sixth grade class out and they'd stay here at Mission Springs and we'd teach them out in the woods about science and the earth and recycling and animals and how was that experience? It uh, was good. It was hard in a lot of ways, but definitely a lot of growth. Definitely, I'm glad I did it. Um, then your second year, year-round. Year-round. Uh, so I worked part-time here at Mission Springs doing mm-hmm. maintenance, and I also worked at Twin Lakes, the church in Aptos. I interned there as the college ministries intern. So, if you look at it on paper, you really worked at camp for seven years, five summers, two full years, so seven full years of camp. Yeah. Right? Yeah, because during those, still those first years, I was in school, so yeah, and I'm still on staff now. Yeah. Uh, doing maintenance and facilities. Yep. Uh, Randy likes to call them maintenance and facilities technicians. Yeah, we're... Technicians. <laughs> site uh, facilities manager was technically my role at Frontier. That's right. Or director, a site and facilities yeah, director. director. So, um, why, and this is the question that I've fished for from people, mm. and, and there's always a good answer, but I'm just kind of curious. Yeah. Why have you done camping for so long? What brings you back? What makes you want to keep doing this thing called camping? Uh, I think camp is first of all just super fun uh can't overstate just camp is fun uh camp is i think a very pure place in a lot of ways uh very focused on one thing there's not a lot of distractions a lot of people say i want to be at camp all the time because you're not worried about school you're not worried about what's happening next you're worried about having fun with kids 
Yeah. And telling them about Jesus mm-hmm. and like how awesome is those are the only things you have to focus on. What about kind of as a naturalist or a year-round maintenance where you don't get as much kid interaction telling about Jesus interaction? Because you have public school kids for naturalists, and then maintenance, you don't get to, you know, yeah. say hi to a kid and go, let me tell you about Jesus. Yeah. What, 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 even in those capacities, what keeps bringing you back? Uh, I mean, the community as a whole is great, but for those jobs, they're not, they're not as straight up ministry centric mm-hmm. and I'm okay with that. Uh, maintenance, I like doing a lot of maintenance things, you know? Yeah, but you, are, you grew up, your dad was a pastor mm-hmm. and you have a concept that some people don't have concepts of, of, um, ministry is kind of anything you make it out to be. Um, and that like you can find ministry in facilities, right? For sure. You can find that you blowing leaves for eight hours a day. There's some level of like, I know that this is for a greater purpose. Yeah. You don't see it as I'm just blowing leaves today. Yeah. Well, sometimes I do, but (laughs) yeah, it's, I am, I think, and this is kind of the mantra mission springs. We're opening up a space for people to, as you like to say, take one step closer to Jesus. That's right. We are opening up a space here at Mission Springs for guests mm-hmm. as a conference center to take yeah. a step closer to Jesus. Or Chuck would sometimes say, like, kind of renew their wonder or refresh mm-hmm. their faith. Um, and I I agree. And every little piece counts, especially yeah. the leaf blower. Yeah, and I think even in a guest seeing me having fun, finding enjoyment and doing menial tasks and being like, Hey, this is, this is great that I leaf blow. And that's again, the biggest thing I have to worry about kind of in a lot of ways, just there's not as much stress. I mean, personally that I have to put myself under, it's a little rabbit trail I went on, but Uh, that's all right. What, um, what's one of your all time favorite memories working at camp for the last eight years? Uh, how about, I think it was 2016 when I was doing the pepper skit. Oh, Peppa. I was doing the Peppa. Yeah. So I was like, Peppa up in here. And I got a bloody nose. Oh. Right in the middle of it. I remember this. Yeah. It was pretty bad, too. Yeah, it was really bad. And I just continued with the skit. I was just like, ooh, this Peppa making my nose bleed. Yeah, I remember that. It was wild, man. Yeah. Um, a Christian, for those of you guys who don't know, um, we... I would say that there's like an all-star team of people who are just like fantastic in skits, and you definitely make the all-star team. Mm, you you are uh, captain of the skit all-star team, in my opinion. So um, I used to be a little bit of a skit hater, and Christian revived my faith in the skits, yeah, especially uh, Potato Chip was an all-time That's, great. So, mm. um, what what would you say stands out as like a difficult? What what is hard about camp as a summer staffer? You are completely drained half the time. Mm-hmm. You you give so much; it's insane. Just having to sleep in a cabin with eight fourth graders sometimes. You do nothing else that entire day. <laughs> you sleep the rest of the day, and you go to do that, and you'll be tired the next day. Right. So the amount of work it is, uh, I think just spiritually and 
mentally. mentally yeah. The mental drain is crazy, and you kind of get used to it. You learn how to deal with it, but it's the mental drains. Like, That's the hardest part. Yeah. Where are you at in ministry right now? What do you want to do long-term ministry? Uh, you know what? That's a, that's a good question. Uh, recently actually left my ministry job. So I was, I made it up to the uh, rank of associate. So I was an associate, the college program at Twin Lakes. And, you know, long story long, I left, you know, I quit. I felt, felt burnt out. And right now my thought process is not to, you know, totally dodge your question, but I don't want to think about it right now. That's fair. Um, you've been in ministry your whole life, grew up in ministry. Yes. Do you feel like you're at a point where you're kind of maybe more so at a crossroads of like, is this what I want to do the rest of my life? I think right now I'm learning and I'm in a really cool position to kind of deconstruct and reconstruct what my spirituality is, what my faith is and kind of live out here, Mm -hmm. uh, do my maintenance job. You know, instead of worrying about, like you said, I've been in ministry my whole life, like, how am I affecting people with all the actions I do to just not worry about that and kind of live the organic, you know, community-driven faith that I believe we're called to. Wherever you're at. Wherever I'm at. Just, like, in the way I interact with my friends, how can I support them and, you know, encourage them and let that show instead of it being this is time to do ministry this is not time to do ministry a more holistic I'm always just trying to be like Jesus as hokey as that sounds sometimes how did you get to that kind of I wouldn't call it a faith revelation but I think there definitely is a a, sometimes people in ministry have an on switch and an off switch and it's like when I'm out to dinner with my wife this is not ministry I'm just a human being Please leave me alone kind of deal. Mm-hmm. Um, and then, oh, when I'm in the office, when I'm at Mission Springs, then I turn my on switch on. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm not saying that's me, but people will do that. It's like, yeah. oh, when I'm working, when I'm the pastor, when I'm at the church, like I've got, I'm ministry minded. But then when I'm just me, just I'm just another human being. Mm-hmm. I don't want to do ministry right yeah. now. How did you come to that conclusion or perspective of, hey, I want to be a guy who is living ministry every day, no matter what I do. Uh, I think a lot of it is, you talk about the on-off switch, I never had an off switch. Mm -hmm. Not that I'm always, you know, ministering to people, but growing up, being a pastor's kid, growing up in a church, I was taught, and I believe rightfully so, that people are always watching me, you know? Yeah. And I was always taught... Oh, like as a kid of a pastor, like... Don't screw up, Christian, because you're a pastor's kid. Yeah, not necessarily like don't screw up, but my mom, one of her favorite things to say is you represent the family. Mm. So for me, that representation of the family. That's why I tell my pug Winston all the time. And he is a fantastic (laughs) representation. (laughs) Okay, keep going. Gigi? Yeah. Yeah, not so much. Yeah. So for me, the type of person I am, the weight of representing my family is far greater than representing myself in a lot of ways. Like, you can think I'm a big dummy, you know? I am I a lot that. of the time. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I am. But, you know, my family name, like... 
is important. Is important to me. So it's like, if it came down to it, I am going to hold myself to this standard, not only for myself, but to represent, you know, my family. And that turned into, you know, my faith. Mm-hmm. So I think living, I think a lot of people sometimes live like that. And I think a lot of the times that's what leads to people coming to a breaking point. Mm. And you feel like you're at a breaking point, maybe? I think I kind of already broke a little bit. Okay. Of coming to the realization that the person that people were seeing me as was not always the person that I saw myself as. Mm. So that crossroads was, yeah, a breaking point of what the heck. What do you see yourself as? Uh... I mean, that's, that's a hard question, but I think it was a lot, not that people didn't see who I really was, mm-hmm. but I wasn't happy or there were certain things. So it's not really something I can like bang, 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 because I'm working it out. But it was, I came to a point where who I was and the things I was achieving wasn't truly what I wanted like after speaking at Frontier I was like wow you know that's a goal that's something I wanted life still goes on you mm-hmm. know so you did a great job by yeah, the way thank you so yeah I just feel like I was l- kind of living for speaking at Frontier you know mm. for the goals and setting uh, benchmarks and you achieve yeah. these things you're like wait what am I doing in the first place yeah so just that idea of being in ministry and kind of coming numb to what you're doing. And I mm. kind of hit a brick wall and experienced grace that oh, I suck so bad. Mm. Just like I can speak to what a, hundreds of children and do awesome and affect their lives positively. But I myself, I don't feel fulfilled. Mm. And to uh, wrestle with God's grace and still loving me in that sense. Mm. After this summer, I can confidently say that's the first time that I've truly experienced God's grace. Mm. You know? Because I think growing up in the church, you know things are. You kind of understand with them. You got the Christianese down. But... It takes failure and pain and hardship to actually encounter grace. Mm-hmm. Would you feel like... Obviously, it's all process. Yeah. Trust right. the process. <laughs> Joel Embiid. Yeah. Um, do you feel like you're in that process right now? Or you're coming out of it? Or... Where where are you at in all this? Oh, I'm in I'm in the thick of it right now. Knee deep in the process. Knee deep in okay. it. Okay. Um, is that hard? It can be super hard. Yeah. Lonely. If I let it be. You got people around you checking in on you. I do. I've been through enough hard stuff that I figured out. <laughs> I need this. I need these people. Um, I I've always kind of admired you over the years. I. I think that I've taken a liking to you as a friend, and as mostly because of wrestling. 
No, I think you were the first summer staffer to engage our daughter. Mm-hmm. Um, you were the first summer staffer to appreciate and engage our dogs. Mm. Um, and more than just them being silly pugs, or yeah, even as silly pugs. <laughs> I would say that I think you and I have had several moments of, you know, through the years as summer staffers, but then and then I think a breakthrough moment for me in our relationship where I felt like oh we're we're we are now friends was yeah. when a, a lady friend like two years ago broke mm-hmm. up with you. And I remember we just went to the beach with Sage, yeah. just hung out, and that was a moment that for my wife and I was like, "Oh, Christian's his friend. Like, he's yeah. he's beyond summer staff at this point." And yeah. um, now we just go out to lunch and have casual conversations yeah. about ministry or whatever that mm-hmm. is. But um, I think what I've admired is that, and you you alluded to it earlier, is like this whole thing, like your you know, next steps in life or your pursuit of Jesus, it really matters to you. And you're not just going to do this thing called ministry just willy nilly. And it's like, I have to be passionate about this. I have to do it because, Mm -hmm. you know, this was your dad's lifeblood. You know what I mean? And if it's not your lifeblood, that's okay. But for you to go through the motions and fake it, would be almost worse for you. Yeah, and I think in a hard way I did kind of do it because it was my dad's lifeblood. Not that I don't love it in my own ways, but yeah, I remember growing up, my dad, you know, the kind of thing it would say, like, you're, he wanted me to go into ministry because he saw that in me, and I'd always be like, I, I see what you do and how hard it is. I don't think I want to do that. Uh and I don't know if I want to do that. I'm. I think I want to do it in certain ways, but mm. yeah. So I think that also played into my, my. You know, make my dad honor his memory. Yeah. yeah. I hope. Yeah, I hope you feel like you are honoring his memory. Yeah, I do. I do. Um. I mean. Yeah, I think that. For you to make these decisions, just be like, I need to step away from this for a second to process my life. Mm-hmm. What am I really doing? Those are really mature decisions that people don't usually make in ministry until they're like 35. You know, you're making it on the earlier end, which is a good thing. And you don't have a family where you're like, oh, I'm doing ministry and I have all this stuff in ministry. And it's like, actually, I don't want to do this. And yeah. your family suffers because of it, you mm-hmm. know? Um <laughs> I got a few more questions. Do you shoot them? We'll keep it light here. Okay. Yeah, let's, uh, we went down. Let's bring it back up. Let's bring the coaster back up. Um, <laughs> something happened in 2016, kind of into 2017, where you became, um, that it was like, oh, there's Wildcard, there's Christian Stecker. He's this weird guy with like he dresses mm-hmm. odd. You used to wear boxing shorts around camp. Muay Thai kickboxing <laughs> shirt Sorry, shorts. Yeah. yeah, and you'd wear your Stone Cold mm-hmm. Steve Austin shirt. Still got it. Yeah, I know you still got it. But then something happened. It's like you went from this this weird guy to like, dang, dude, Christian's looking good these days. Dressed a little nicer. <laughs> Uh, dress a little nicer, cut your hair, kind of kept your beard looking good, and I, mm-hmm. all of a sudden the ladies started looking. 
And uh, <laughs> what a mistake I made. What a uh, mistake I made. What was the shift? What made you just go, I want to dress like this now? Yeah, I think it was working at Twin Lakes. Mm. And it was, you know, I need to, uh, I'm working with college students. I need to be able to appeal to college students, you mm. know? I'm not working at a camp. I can't, <laughs> I can't look like a, a, a bum. A bum all the time. <laughs> like, I, I represent Twin Lakes at this point, you mm. know? That is what I so represent. So does this mean now. we're going to go back to Muay Thai shorts and uh, Stone Cold Steve Austin shirts? Or? Uh, I think. Or you've made Maybe sometimes. I, <laughs> I think it's also a little bit of a maturity thing. Uh, I'm okay. not going to, you know, okay. downplay that some, but. Uh, I just think it's great. You were the one that told me about Goodwill online. Oh, I'm. You're all about that. I'm a, I uh, was looking at some nice shoes last night. Some Jordans or what? Some Jordans, some, uh, what is that I'm looking at? Some, oh, I found the best dad shoes ever that I'm looking at. They're the dad New Balances. Oh. But they're Sperry's. So Ooh, they have those are cool. Sperry tennis shoes on them. So I like that. I'm thinking about grabbing those, wearing them with my long socks and hiking shorts. <laughs> you want a speed round? Dude, lightning round. I around. I gotta come up with some of the questions. All right, <laughs> favorite camp food. Uh, oh my goodness, there's so many. See, I've gone through so many different camp foods over the years. It's called and lightning round. <laughs> you stop to think of questions. <laughs> no, I got them. I'll, I'll spit them uh, out. Nacho day. Worst camp food. Broccoli beef. Best skit. Potato chip. <laughs> <laughs> Only when I'm in it, though. Whenever I'm in it, it's the best. That's right. A very yeah. narcissistic of you. Yeah. Uh, worst camp skit. Uh, uh, what is it? Which one is it? It's going to sound... I forget its name because it's so bad. I want to block it out of my brain. Guys, guys. No. Guys. <laughs> um, yeah, guys, guys sucks. Um, okay. Um... <laughs> Best camp ropes course, like, activity. Ridge camp. Ridge camp. Like yeah. Uh, if you can handle it. Which worst one? I, I think I already know the answer. They're all so much fun. I mean, I'm going to say the zipline does not live up to what a zipline should be. <laughs> what a zip line. The zipline is, I think, more fun for the, the people, but as an instructor, I think as it's the worst. I think... If you do it twice and you're over the age of 12, you're good. <laughs> Favorite job you did at camp? Uh, Red Hat. Really? I think the combination of the job and the, you know, the whole summer, I'd uh, say that. Yeah. I loved all of them, but yeah. Wow. I honestly would have thought you would not have said that. Because um, you were with us, you were with us in a transitional period year with junior staff. Yeah, but you that like, was super fun. You grinded that was, out yeah. that year. There was there's Both a transitional boys, like, still year. Love you. Yeah, well, and all the stuff with them, but that it was transitional, so there was a lot of hard grinds and stuff, which yeah. are good, but made it harder. Red hatting, you didn't have to worry about as much. You were when you were on, you yeah. were on. You had to be sharp, but when you were off, you could relax a little bit more. Worst cabin in the boys' cabin area. Oh, which one is it? Uh, the one right next to the bathroom. Range Riders? No, the other side, not Range Riders. Oh, Lucky Spur? No. Right next to Helen Coyotes. Oh, Rockin' Art. Rockin' Art. Rockin' Art. 
Favorite camp song? Favorite camp song? Uh, <laughs> there's so many good ones. Wait, this is okay, the worst so lightning round ever. Christian does this thing, and you started it. I think you started it, where there's a song called, like, King Jesus is All. Yeah. And so there's a there's a part in the song, and it's like, um, I stepped on a rock, rock, reason I know that he saved my soul. And so, like, what we do is, like, we'll, like, point to our sole of our foot, and then what you're supposed to do is you go, and I dug down deep, and so you, like, pretend like you're shoveling. So lame. And it's like, I found pure gold. Yeah. But, <laughs> like a gold miner, digging, yeah. shoveling. But what Christian does is sticks his finger up his nose. Yeah. And he goes, I dug down the <laughs> Pure gold! And then he looks at his finger, and he, he like, makes this really funny look of, like, pure gold! <laughs> that, yeah. That's one of my favorites. Yeah. I don't... I don't want to take credit for that one. I know I did hey, it my first summer, but you saw either I else. made it up with other people or it was before me. Um, do you have a least favorite camp song? No, they're all so good. <laughs> Mine's the No Way Baby. Well, that one I just straight yell. So. <laughs> See, the thing is with me and every camp song. Yeah. And I think it boils down into every skit. Mm. I just do whatever I want. Yeah. So they're I, all great when you do whatever you want. I made that change for myself in that I have just chosen to, and I've told all of our program people, like, I will not do script skits unless I know the skit really well. Like Louie, I know it. Yeah. But... I can't be confined to a paper because then what I'll... Because you're a three-dimensional being and paper no, is two-dimensional. I just would like to be cr- more creative and come yeah. up with things. That's why I think one of my favorite skits is Johnny Gets Hit by a Bus because mm-hmm. there is no script and you can yeah. do whatever you want. Well, yeah, and I know my first couple years, people would do the same skits multiple times so they would be able to practice a skit right, over right. time. So by the fifth week of summer, they had everything memorized, and they. But could see, do. as a as a staff member, this is no knock against program people, but when you see the same skit with the same people yeah. five weeks in a row, it's like, oh, it's funny. But I, I think my brand yeah. of humor is I'd like to see that skit, but I'd like to see it done seven different ways. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? No. Yeah. Totally. Um, and and I think like so with potato chip your intensity changes every time mm-hmm. what what you do um, i think it just gets more intense every time yeah let's let's talk santa barbara for a second okay. you, you did santa barbara we, yeah. we have not discussed frontier and santa barbara yeah. on here we're hitting like 30 minutes it's gonna here. be a one hour podcast my no dude. no no i gotta go home soon two man. hour podcast my dude um three hour podcast what was your experience Maybe. like at frontier santa barbara it was it was rad i really enjoyed it uh being able to hang out with older kids mm-hmm. and have more freedom and see some kids who had are older than frontier and come back and be stoked to be there and kind of it be more i'm hanging out with high schoolers more i'm a youth leader mm-hmm. than a counselor so i enjoyed it a lot um tell me about the first day oh <sighs> What about it? (laughs) (laughs) First day you got down to Santa Barbara, what happened? Oh, uh, the big uh, fire. (laughs) Well, okay, a couple things happened. You guys stayed at this place. What was the... Uh, Rancho Oso. (laughs) Rancho Ono. And you turned 
the Rancho Oso like experience into a, a skit character. Oh yeah, I guess we did. Um, so anyway, oh I did, yeah. I for did. the I'm glad I'm here. I'm here. So uh, you could probably tell us better, but the the place you guys stayed at before you got to Westmont, mm-hmm. which is where the campers stayed, was like a campsite. Yeah, it was just super you, hot. Super hot in the middle of summer. Like, Flies hot everywhere. enough to start a fire, which happened. Flies <laughs> everywhere. I was lucky because I slept in James's van with him. Oh, there you go. Yeah, I swung that. Um, okay, so you are uh, you're there for one whole day. The next day you guys wake up. Everyone's miserable. Yes. Yeah. Um, you're, you're, you're not stoked because <laughs> you're, you're doing this. And this is all God's sense gross. of humor. <laughs> and what happens next? So we go into town to Santa Barbara to check everything out, and we're, you know, having fun, looking around, and we're walking up and down... State Street. State Street, and we get news that there's, like, a fire really nearby. Yeah. Or Molly's mom called her. That was it. Yeah, that's right. And I was like, oh, my goodness, we got to go check on the campsite. Yeah. Uh, So what happened, my perspective is I just stayed there. On State Street. Uh, near there, because they said everybody has a car there. They're evacuating where our campsite is. So we need to drive up there and try to get our stuff. Right. And people driving up there were stopped by the highway patrol there and told right. to turn around. Correct. But they said all our stuff is so there. So, like, all of, my, I was, my, all of camp's stuff All of camp's stuff. Like, I called and talked to my mom, and I said, I might have to buy an entire wardrobe because it might... <laughs> All to be burnt to a crisp. Yeah, I mean, everyone's sleeping bags, yeah. bags, all of our FRSB Cars. food, games, our soccer balls, yeah. like our, our, our blood, zorbs. zorbs, yeah, we're all there. And, you know, long story short, we could do a whole podcast about it, but James is calling, you know, panicked. I'm panicking here yeah. in Santa Cruz. And it all worked out. Fire it all worked James. out. They had to drive up. The highway patrol said, proceed at your own risk. And when they came back, there was ash all over their car. Right, right, And right. I just sat and got a brewski and Oh, there you good. go. So you, um, you uh, did camp that week. And was that a cool, unique experience, having been at Frontier for five summers, kind of this new camp? It was, and yeah. Glad to be a part of the first mm-hmm. year. Yeah. And I'm assuming you'll be back year two. Yeah, if it works for my schedule, which working for Mission Springs, it's easy to get other <laughs> Mission Springs time off for. Right, so, right. Yeah. We'll do. We'll, we'll call it there, man. We'll hopefully have you back on. Yeah. I love you. You know that. Thanks mm-hmm. for sharing. And I just want to keep knowing where where kind of Christian goes next. Mm, and don't know. that's exciting for me because yeah. I believe in you and I think you... I hope you know this, but you do, like, your family name, you live that out, mm-hmm. you know, and I think your mom knows that. Yeah. But definitely here, like, what you've mm-hmm. done at this place, like, the Stecker name, I will know forever. Yeah. We have this Five Timers Club plaque that we made, and it's sitting yeah, literally it's right here sweet. in our office, and your name will be on there yeah. forever, you mm-hmm. know, and that's that's a big deal. You worked, mm-hmm. you are one of the few people that served faithfully at a summer camp, getting paid nothing for five whole summers, and that's that's a really big deal. So we honor that. Mm, thank you. Um, but I'll be praying for you. I'm excited to see where God takes you next. Mm, you too. Do we get to sing the... Ooh, I've always wanted to be on the podcast, and I've always wanted to sing a little bit of uh, Hello, Mr. Bear. 
Can you, I be part of the intro outro? You want to be a part of the outro? Yeah. All right, here we go. Here's some more. Hello, mm-hmm. Mr. Bear. Hello, Mr. Bear. I didn't see you there. I was way too busy strumming my guitar. <laughs> <laughs> Mr. Bear, I didn't see you coming. I was way too busy strumming my guitar. See, I thought I'd spend the day relaxing by the river and singing a couple tunes to spend the time. But you were looking for a tasty snack, maybe my liver. Well, I gotta tell you, Bear, that thought just make me scared. In fact, it makes me quiver. So sorry, Mr. Bear. Cut our meeting short, but I can't stick around anymore. Then throughout the week, when I made it safe to town, I try to go back to living life, but sadly I found that everywhere I went, the same old berry followed. Tracking me just like a bloodhound